It's about learning your heritage and then getting to become a culture bearer yourself. Transmit that. Be conscious of where you come from. This is Hourglass, the podcast from United Way of King County in Seattle. Up next, music and conversation from the Rhapsody Project, a Seattle-based community of artists that explore and celebrate music and heritage through an anti-racist lens. The Rhapsody Project will perform at United Way of King County's Advancing Racial Equity Series event, revisiting Dr. King's lost speech on February 13th at Rainier Arts Center. But on this day, United Way stopped by Rhapsody Project's new studio at King Street Station to hear how the community spends its time teaching people to use music and culture to learn about their heritage and enrich their lives. I'm your host, Joe Burris. Thanks for tuning in. Two. One, two. I know I've waited. No, I've been blue. Cause I've been waiting for someone just exactly like you. It's you. Why should we spend money on a show or two? Sings this love song just the way that you do. You make me feel so grand. I wanna give the world to you. You'll surely understand all the foolish little schemes that I'm scheming in, dreams that I'm dreaming. I'm That was the sound of Rhapsody Project's co-founder Joe Siemens on the guitar 
and Youth Council member Mariah Roberson on vocals. Stop by Station Space, the newly renovated arts hub on the second floor of King Street Station, and you might see them strumming a few tunes, fixing up a few guitars, and telling folks about the social and cultural impact of the music you scarcely hear on the radio today. Well, unless it's being sampled by somebody. But the creators of the Delta Blues, Rockabilly, and Yiddish music will be proud to know that their genres are alive and well in Seattle, being used as a springboard to teach people to explore their own heritage, and as Seaman says, to root themselves in the layers of their identities. My buddy Ben Hunter and I co-founded the Rhapsody Project just over 10 years ago, back in 2013, as a program of a South End nonprofit called Community Arts Create. And we were doing after-school programs at Washington Middle School to start out with, um, in partnership with Beth Fortune and Kelly Klingenbar, two notable music educators here in the city. And we also would take our the families of our students um, down to the Hillman City Collaboratory, down south of Columbia City here. And we'd have community events, potlucks, jam sessions, concerts, and try to show the students that the music was a social activity as much as, if not more than, a formal pursuit. Since its founding about 10 years ago, the Rap City Project has grown to serve about 250 young people in nearly a dozen programs. Those programs include Face the Music, a quarterly online course that looks at Black American music from the end of the minstrel show period to hip-hop to consider what the stories of Black music teach us about how racism functions in society. There's also Rhapsody's Yiddish Music and Heritage Program that teaches klezmer, Yiddish folk songs, and other traditional music from Yiddish-speaking Jews from Eastern Europe. Rhapsody's Program for Grown Folks is a community of people of all ages who strive to learn more about their roots, the history of American music traditions, and how each of us can contribute to a more just world. And then there are the Songsters, a program for Seattle youth ages 12 to 22 who play in social and performance settings. They learn to play styles ranging from blues to jazz to spirituals to waltzes. Mariah has been a songster for years and has performed in the group has played at such venues as Folklife Festival and Benaroya Hall. Mariah says that through programs like Songsters, Rhapsody Project has developed its own unique sound. Uh, I had someone ask me, like, what type of music I play. And I was like, if you can imagine, like, everything before the 50s. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, just, like, nothing. Like, yeah. we've played some yeah, contemporary yeah, like, songs. Sit, but like, yeah, by which we mean, like, sitting on the dock of the bay. Yeah, <laughs> Which yeah, is that's not like a contemporary song. <laughs> song <laughs> we've played, but... um like it's like we average in like the 40s but if if i were to put it no nah, it's like the 30s anyway if i were to put it into like a genre i explain it and i think joe and ben have explained it before as just american roots music okay um like kind of country before it was country or blues before it was rhythm and blues okay. um just what cultures were being built upon when we developed music here um so that ties into the heritage because 
There's a lot. There's different types of music that were developed in different regions of the United States. Like you have blues, but you also have Delta blues. You have like Mississippi blues, like um, people being named after their um, form of blues. Another song that we play is the St. Louis blues, um, which and then we play the Memphis blues. So mm-hmm. there's all different kind of subcategories of them. Mm-hmm. And then you get into like ragtime. It's okay. just like. What are the types of genres that have been developed into today that we hear? The Rhapsody Project Sound was featured last November 11th when members of the Songsters performed at the grand opening of Station Space, which is housed in an area of King Street Station that sat dormant for about 30 years. That area now comprises a 10,000-square-foot facility for young artists of color to showcase their talents in a venue of their own. The songsters christened the space with a rendition of the traditional song, This Train. Rhapsody Project is one of five nonprofits housed at Station Space. Another is Red Eagle Soaring, a Seattle-based indigenous youth theater company. Red Eagle Soaring is a member of two United Way of King County racial equity groups. It's part of the Indigenous Communities Fund, which United Way launched in 2020 to address the impact of the pandemic on the county's indigenous people. Red Eagle Soaring is also part of United Way's Racial Equity Coalition, a group of 14 Seattle-area organizations that create communities of belonging for youth of color through after-school programs that celebrate their cultural identities. Red Eagle Soaring and the Rhapsody Project are still getting acclimated to their new digs at Station Space, along with organizations Jackson Street Music Program, Whip Smart, and Totem Star. Often these organizations used to depend on other people's venues to play, practice, or just hang out with like-minded artists. They all relish having places of their own to call home. In all the years that Mariah and I and our other um, co-leaders of the Rhapsody Project have been putting this community together, we would bounce from space to space. You know, we would do classes at Washington Middle School for a long time. I mentioned the Hillman City Collaboratory, but that shuttered in the pandemic. And even before then, it wasn't always easy to secure space. We would do classes at Northwest Tap Connection that Miss Melba has down in, in the South End. We would do classes at occasionally at Washington Hall, um, the Ethiopian Community Center. So, you know, a lot of cool places that I hope that we continue to partner with in the future. But, you know, of course, the pandemic changed everything. And we had just started working on this project to raise the money needed to steward this space. And we have a renewable 30-year lease. So effectively, we have control of this space for the next 60 years. And all the investment that we've made in renovating it helps cancel out our rent. So 
um, the investment up front is going to bear fruit for years and years and uh, making it, you know, securing it for young people, you know, including but not limited to Mariah and the many other folks that, you know, like Totem Star and Radio Soaring, you know, there's lots of young people that come through our programs and then become leaders of our organization. Mm -hmm. And so really it's for young people to have a place, not just to learn art, but just to relax and feel like this is theirs. You know, Mariah helped install the kitchenette and and was in the meetings with the architects that helped figure out where we're going to put the walls and what we need and how to how to secure the space. So, you know, we had we've had a youth voice involved in the design process and even help with some of the fr- <clears throat> the fundraising. So, you know, it's been a it's been a long journey just the last 4 years to get this place happening. And now that we're having programs here, it's it's just it's just thrilling, I would say. Stop by Rhapsody Project Studios and you will also see workbenches, tools, and dozens of guitars either rebuilt or in the process of being rebuilt. Members of the Rhapsody Project are luthiers, builders or rebuilders of stringed instruments. Siemens says that about 90% of Rhapsody's 50 guitars have been donated to the organization. Many of the instruments came in need of repair, but thanks to Rhapsody, they've been fully restored. You know, the vision is that Mariah and other students of Luthery are going to connect with local luthiers from around the region. And already that's happened. Like another luthier from up in Bellingham, he, he took the train down here and worked to with Mariah to install this workbench that's back in our tool room and then also built this, these instrument shelves together. So we're trying to really bring in a lot of local craftspeople yeah. and, and make, you know, make it a hands-on experience for anybody who wants to learn you know, a lot of the work today is on a computer, mm-hmm. you know? And so we're like, well, how do we help kids work with their hands? Because there's some of us, we all know those people that like, sure. they have that mechanical genius or that inclination, but they don't want to stare at a screen all day. Right. So how do we give them something to do? And so, of course, Luthery is a great way to do that. Siemens says that both internally and externally, the goal of the Rhapsody Project is to cultivate youth leadership and tap into the power of music and culture to confront injustice and enrich communities. Every student in our program, whether they're a songster or not, is assigned like, we want you to talk to your people. Go home, talk to your family or and or your community leaders and learn about where you come from. Okay. Because we feel like that's both a thing that's under understood in America, but then also is really important for like what you express, how you express yourself, and just building confidence and, you know, authority as an artist and a person. Mm-hmm. When you're more rooted in your heritage and where you come from, you have you have a lot more you bring to the table in a lot of different spheres, right? And so that's, that's a huge part of, you know, even our adult programs, our youth programs, it's about learning your heritage and then getting to become a culture bearer yourself. Transmit that. Be conscious of where you come from. Come see the Rhapsody Project at United Way of King County's Racial Equity event at Rainier Arts Center on February 13th at 6 p.m. To learn more about this dynamic organization, log on to therhapsodyproject.org. United Way of King County partners with local organizations to keep our neighbors housed through rental assistance. One of those partners is the Housing Justice Project, a law office of the King County Bar Association that provides legal assistance to renters facing eviction in the county. 
The Housing Justice Project has a staff of lawyers and other professionals that prioritize helping renters at risk of eviction, but sometimes they help renters with other legal problems when they're able to do so. For more information, log on to the King County Bar Association's website, kcba.org. And once again, please join us on February 13th for our Advancing Racial Equity Series event, Revisiting Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s Lost Speech at Rainier Arts Center in Seattle at 6 p.m. We will celebrate Black History Month with a panel discussion about a 1964 speech Dr. King presented to the University of Dayton just months after the passage of the Civil Rights Act that banned legal segregation in America. Log on to uwkc.org events for more information. At United Way of King County, we are working side-by-side to build an equitable future for everyone. Hourglass United Way is a podcast that highlights how we and our partners spend time making a difference in our communities. A special thanks goes out to the many United Way staff across our organization who've helped make this podcast possible. They include Chris Hines, Jared Erlinson, Archana Verma, James Taylor, Sharon Magliano Feliciano, Jean Escadera, Derek Pierce, Sneha Kanda, Janet Whippy, Mari Hirabayashi, Nell Brewer, Joy Sebe, James Modi, Annie Ayers, Olivia Porth, Leanne Bannerman, and Marlo Klein. Our work is made possible by the generous donations from people like you. Please send comments and suggestions about our podcast to hourglassunitedway at gmail.com. To learn more about our work and to support United Way, log on to uwkc.org. I'm your host, Joe Burris. Thanks for listening. Until next time.